This season on Gamblers, I'm going to take you from the drag strips of Florida, where if you want to race, you have to put up $10,000. To the links in Vegas, where you'll have to bet $40,000 a hole. All the way to the Casino de Monte Carlo in Monaco, where a game of backgammon can earn you 50,000 euros. From the Ringer Podcast Network, listen to Gambler Season 2 on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real, hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian, tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Welcome to Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Allowell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. And today we're checking in with food news, zombie land, and Michael Myers' living space. What? <laughs> I love it. Crazy. The Halloween spirit continues. Uh-huh. Okay, so let's check in with some just celebrity food news. A lot came out this week. Go ahead, Kate. I love it. We love food news on the Ringer mm. Podcast Network. We also have a show called that, but we're getting in right now. <laughs> right. We got to talk about Olivia Wilde and I'm not going to get too much into the story, but we have to talk about the salad dressing. Yeah. Uh, there was a huge expose. Allegedly, their nanny uh, shared a lot of texts and details with, uh, was it Daily Mail? Uh, page six. One of the, you know, questionable tabloids. Daily week. Mail, yeah, sorry. Daily Mail, thank you. All about the relationship between Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis. Just, they have both disputed it and been like, she's harassing our family. She's, you know, we feel betrayed, blah, blah, blah. However, then they both have kind of confirmed certain details of it. So it's mm-hmm. like, I don't, what are I, what exactly is not true here? Because mm-hmm. uh, there's a detail about, and some of it is actually quite dark. Like, yeah, however- right. Olivia right. Wilde, I guess, has chosen to make self-aware jokes about it because, which means we can also do that, uh, because there's a detail about her special salad dressing. 
Mm. Um, apparently the salad dressing played a major role in the breakdown between their relationship. She was leaving the house to go see Harry before she was separated from Jason Sudeikis, who, by the way, I actually didn't realize she wasn't married to. They were just like Mm. life partners. Sure. Um, and apparently, allegedly, she told the nanny, he's like texting the nanny that she's done this. And uh, he said she has a special salad dressing she makes for us and she's taken it to have it with him now. Like this huge betrayal that she like made this special salad dressing and took it to Harry Styles, took her salad and dressing and left them in bed is like him telling the nanny this. So everyone was like, what is the special salad dressing? Like, what could it be? A lot of questions. Olivia Wilde then went on her Instagram story and shared that it is addressed. She shared a picture. She didn't have any commentary, but obviously this is what she means. That the dressing is from Nora Ephron's uh, 1983 Heartburn novel, like autobiographical novel. And she talks about a recipe that she makes for her husband. Mix two tablespoons grape upon mustard with two tablespoons good red wine vinegar. Then whisk constantly with a fork. Slowly add six tablespoons olive oil until the vinaigrette is thick and creamy. This makes a very strong vinaigrette that's perfect for salad greens like arugula and watercress and endive. So everyone was like, that's just a fucking vinaigrette. Like, (laughs) this is the most basic. I was expecting a couple more ingredients at least. Most basic salad dressing. Uh, Apparently, she also, Olivia Wilde, went on uh, the Food Network in 2020 and Mm. shared a very similar uh, vinaigrette on Questlove's Potluck. So people were like, actually, even before she shared this, were like, is this the dressing? And it apparently is. It was quite Mm. similar. I think she left out one one tablespoon of vinegar when she did it on there. So everyone was like, this is not special. Also, I have to ask, are people out here making salad dressing? Like I, I don't cook. So like, but you know, you could just buy that, right? Like you can buy any kind of salad dressing. What, like, what do you have on your fridge? If you're making on the door of your fridge, if you're making salad dressing, what do you, you keep? Know, my mom there? makes salad dressing and it's so actually really good. Mom. It's it dessert and it's tasty. <laughs> like, let me tell you. Yeah. Can you but, just but buy no, it I know for $2? It seems like of all, it just seems like a lot of work. I and gotta I, say, I know that people do this, but it was like, a lot of people had a lot of opinions about making salad dressing. And I was like, mm. I don't, I don't do that. I know. And most recipes, salad recipes you follow have a homemade dressing. So mm. I do think it's more common. My mom I does know. it. My brother does it. Like, just oh, wow. Like a game. lot of work. I know, but I it's know. with ingredients mostly you have. And you, anyway, yeah. you should try it. Let us know. And it's true that like all salad dressings are like a little bit not that good. You know, yeah. so like <laughs> I, I would actually like to customize it if I had the time or energy. I simply don't. Yeah. That's um, funny. But yeah, this was like a huge betrayal, apparently, that she took, made this vinaigrette and took it to Harry. And Harry ate the special Olivia Wilde's Nora Ephron vinaigrette. So yeah. brutal stuff. Also, like, just really weird to me that she would confirm the details of the story. Like, yes, I cheated on my partner and made this special dressing. And here's the like, here's the dressing. Like, yeah, again, I prefer it to like, I guess, not confirming it or denying it or whatever, which... She also Mm -hmm. kind of did, but like, I guess, yes, make jokes about it. That's better. But I don't know. It was odd to me that she chose to confirm this when she's like kind of low key, the villain in the story. Although it seems like they both are like actually very bad people, according (laughs) to the nanny, (laughs) like really kind of like some dark stuff uh, in that Daily Mail breakdown. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so that was the first and probably the biggest food news of the week. Yes. Agreed. Yeah, definitely. Amelia, what's next? Well, see, this pales in comparison because it, all it is is Jamie Lynn Spears making her gross meal, which actually it does not look that bad. It doesn't look like, that bad. 
Yeah, I mean, I people listen. I don't like Jamie Lynn Spears, and so roast her all you want, but it it genuinely doesn't. It just looks like it, all it is is like a, a corn on the cob. There's some rice, maybe some right. jasmine rice. I don't know what kind of rice. Whatever. There's some meat. There's some potatoes. There's some carrots, yeah. and there's some broccoli. Like that's. I mean, I, I don't, think here's how? what I think happened is like you know, white people historically love to post pictures of their plate, like sure. Thanksgiving or like cookouts. And people who uh, culturally have a history of seasoning things more than white mm. people then are like this. Why, why are you sharing this? Like, this looks terrible, which is totally fair. Sure. Like, you know, I think there was in some extreme examples that have kind of gotten memed to death where it's like, right. you know, a white chicken leg and seasonless corn and like sure. white mashed potatoes. And people are like, mm-hmm. what are you doing? So I think that was what people tried to do here. Because like Jamie Lynn posted this plate and was like, I did it like. She did. I did it wasn't thing. her caption. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, I did that. Okay. Right. Yeah. Which is tough. But compared to some of the other like white people cookout plates, this wasn't as bad. However, you know, okay. I don't know that it was worth that caption. I think that, yeah, I did that. If you're going to give her 1% of credit, it's about the quantity of food that she made, not yeah. necessarily sure. the quality of right. the food that she made. Right. None of that particularly looks amazing, but she right. made like five it different things. So maybe, yeah. She did, yeah. I think that's where her pride was coming from, but she should not right. be. This is about as like plain and unseen. I mean, like there's Pretty not bland. Yeah. anything. Yeah. Also, she's, she's from the South, so you would think it would be like, a little more seasoned, you know, like regardless that right. she's a white lady. I feel like Southern people in general just like like more seasonings. So that that's yeah. suspicious to me. But I, I also, yeah, I was going to say, I can't really tell what meat she cooked, which is never uh, like a good you. sign. That is never a good sign. And you're so right. I can't tell either. It's that like it could be like three different meats. I don't know. What that maybe is. pork. I don't know what's yeah. going on here. So yeah. you're that's a Not great sure. point. That's a great point. But, uh. you know. You know, think before you brag about your plate. <laughs> True. Thanksgiving's <laughs> coming up. You know, just think first. <laughs> True. Uh, True. All right. Next in food news. This was also a big uh, viral mm. moment this mm. week. This was this was very much like exciting. And then he ruined it. So right. Keith McNally, uh, who runs famous restaurant Balthazar in New York, posted on Instagram an incredibly grainy pixelated picture of James Corden. And he said, James Corden is a hugely gifted comedian, but a tiny cretin of a man. Listen, we've been saying it for years. Not the gifted part, but the other part. And he said, and the most abusive customer to my Balthazar servers since the restaurant opened 25 years ago. So he posts about how he has banned James Corden from Balthazar. And he posted two word for word managers reports about James Corden's terrible behavior at his restaurant. The first one is a story about how he was really nasty to the manager at Balthazar because he found a hair in something. And he was like, get us another round of drinks a second. Also take care of all of our drinks so far. This way I write any nasty reviews in Yelp or anything like that. So that's tough. No one likes a hair, but like get it together. But like calm Uh, down. Yeah. And number two, James Corden was at Balthazar with his wife on October 9th for brunch And his wife ordered an egg yolk omelet. We'll circle back to that. A few minutes after they received the food, James called their server and told her there was a little bit of egg white mixed with the egg yolk. They removed the dish. When they remade it, they accidentally sent it back with fries instead of the original salad she had ordered. James Corden loses it. He's like, you can't do your job. You can't do your job. Maybe I should go into the kitchen and cook the omelet myself. Funnier if you picture it in like his his like voice and accent. Yeah. Um, They talk about how like, you know, they were really apologetic. They gave them champagne glasses, but he continued to be extremely nasty to the server. 
So based on these two things, he was banned from Balthazar. So everyone was like, fuck James Corden. Yes, love it. People start sharing other stories of other times that he's been rude in restaurants, yes. to servers, yes. et cetera. Again, tea time, strictly anti-Corden for years. We love this content. I was having right. a great time. Uh, then Keith, coward, betrayer. Coward Keith. Coward yeah. Keith McNally posts another incredibly pixelated picture of James Corden on Instagram. It looks Love like that. he's taken a picture of his computer screen. Um, <laughs> he probably and he says, did. He says, this is another example of like these celebrities confirming things that like maybe they shouldn't have confirmed. James mm-hmm. Corden just called me and apologized profusely. So like, yes, these things happened mm-hmm. and he's now apologizing for them. Having fucked up myself more than most people, I strongly believe in second chances. Blah, 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 blah. Anyone magnanimous enough to apologize to a deadbeat layabout like me and my staff doesn't deserve to be banned from anywhere, especially Ugh. Balthazar. So come back to the five and dime, Jimmy Corden, Jimmy no. Corden. All is forgiven. Keith, we trusted you. We were rooting for you. We were rooting for you. You're right. Take a stand. I- and this was like barely hours later. He rescinded his ban of James Corden. Such bullshit. That is such bullshit. We all know James Corden, I'm sorry, is a piece of shit. The way in which (laughs) so many people came out of the woodwork to tell their horrible stories. It was like very Ellen. Like as soon as there was like proof of something, everyone was like, yeah, me too. Yeah, Uh, exactly. Now, if you're James Corden, first of all, what is an egg yolk omelet and why does it exist? Would (laughs) you ever order? It's just an omelet of just yolks, which like, I Googled it and like doesn't really seem to be a thing, but apparently she ordered it. Well, that's uh, like a rich person. I have privilege. I'm going to order yeah, whatever the hell I want. Sounds gross. Kind of I thing. mean, I don't love an egg white omelet either, but like, yeah, it, it sounds like very like yellow and thick. It's a lot know. of protein, a lot of <laughs> cholesterol. And then next question. If you're James Corden, do you ever go back to Balthazar anyway? Probably because... His mind's working and, can. and like take a photo and be like, I'm here. You know, he'll do a fucking sketch or something there in like a month or I something. D- he'll I, do uh, carpool karaoke, take a stop at Balthazar. Uh, Gross. Gross. It. Also, it's uh, what's the eight old, uh, old age old adage where that's like, if you treat the wait staff bad, like, you know, you're a bad I mean, person or whatever. Right, like, that's like the ultimate like sign of someone's personality is like exactly. how you treat mm-hmm. the staff and the servers anywhere. Like it's just terrible. So terrible. Uh, Keith McNally really betrayed us on that one. Um, <laughs> it's but true. if anyone sees James Corden at Balthazar, I need to know everything about everything mm. about that encounter and what yeah. he does. And I hope the staff are ready to talk. <laughs> yeah, to me too. Okay. Next um, time, Amelia. Yes. Oh, this is a great late edition, Amelia. Late Incredible. edition. Yeah. Also, I guess on kind of the British front, a piece of lettuce has lasted longer than uh, Liz Truss, the British prime minister who recently resigned. Uh, the Daily Star, which is a British tabloid, set up a live feed starting this past Friday of an unrefrigerated iceberg lettuce and next to a photo of Liz Truss and said, which wet lettuce will last longer? And guess what? <laughs> the the actual lettuce lasted longer than the prime minister. So now they're out here tweeting a whole thread of like them celebrating with their little lettuce and vegetables. And they put little googly eyes on them and they're like, Woo! 
So, this is like a huge thing. I saw the lettuce tweets before I saw the Liz Trust tweets. And I was like, what oh, did you? are people talking about with this lettuce? Like sure. all the British people on my timeline were talking about the lettuce. And I was like, I don't understand. And then it got connected. And people are still talking about it. Like there are They're very still few Liz Trust tweets on my timeline that are not also involved in like a lettuce joke. I don't know why this lettuce went so viral, but apparently it did. <laughs> it really did. It's and huge. it was just perfect too, because... Yeah, you're right. It did last longer. It was just like the timing was perfect. And it was, you know, I mean, and apparently lettuce only lasts uh, about (laughs) 10 days. That's the shelf life. I mean, yeah, that's when I like, you know, throw out my Mm -hmm. unused lettuce, buy my new stuff. Exactly. One grocery run to another. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but people wow. had the memes and, you know, there was a, a housewife wearing like a lettuce inspired dress. Like, wow. You know, wow. Twirling and people love were their like jokes. They do. They really wow. do. And so this was fun for them and I'm happy for them, you know? Yeah. yeah you know, I mean, their country is tanking and the pound is well, shit, but I'm sure. glad they have lettuce. Lettuce I, jokes. <laughs> Got to take what you can get. Right. A win is a win. So, yeah. you know, yeah. Last one, last piece of food news, a mysterious new business venture for Mm. Kylie Jenner. And Amelia, I'm so curious your thoughts as our beverage queen. She is now an equity stakeholder and a brand ambassador along with Mm. Dak Prescott, who is a former Dallas Cowboy star, um, for a drink called Glow. And it's sparkling water slash energy slash hydration, kind of just, you know, ambiguous beverage. And it felt really random. I found out about this because she posted on Instagram just like an ad for it, which I almost feel like she has so many businesses in her own name. It was kind of jarring to see her actually like do a classic ad for a different product than like Kylie Skin. But I don't really know why. But if you go on the Glow website, she says, there's a quote from her. She says, I've always been interested in the water and functional beverage category. Um, It's Honestly, same. (laughs) Um, It's exciting uh, that this allows me to support a product that is revolutionizing the industry. I didn't go that far, but. In the past, (laughs) sparkling waters have lacked enhancements and functional waters have lacked carbonation. Is that just caffeine? Is that just the only enhancement is the caffeine? It's so weird. Also, functional waters have lacked carbonation. Like, what is she talking about? What does that mean? That doesn't, that's, she's just a whole lot of mad. Yeah. Also, can we talk about the packaging? This was like our big thing yes. when we oh, saw right. the ad. Yeah. Is it's in like a, I don't know how to Plastic. explain it. Yes. It looks like a sports drink, but it's sparkling water almost. Right. Like the packaging feels so wrong for like a bougie seltzer. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Like You're it right. either needs to be in like a glass bottle or a can or like at least like a clear, like a, you know, San Pellegrino, like, you know, they have the clear green yeah. bottles. Yeah. This is like, I would drink this and not expect sparkling water to come out of it and like yes it doesn't look like you know we love packaging on tea time agreed and like we would buy something if it looked nice amelia agreed. you know loves a fancy beverage with a fun I do. fun can i and like love this, a fun can. i would not i would not be tempted by this if i saw it in like whole foods agreed this know? looks like every other drink that's out there on the planet nothing about this even feels like fun or new yeah. or even like kylie right. jenner exactly yeah, i, I like think it. Kaya compared it to Gatorade Propel and she's so right. It's just like not 
cute. It's just, I just you can't spend a little more cash to make these things look good. Yeah. I don't. Also, it's like, just we're wild. not that picky about beverages. Amelia no. and I will like pretty much drink Listen. anything, and Kate drank balsamic vinegar and Lacroix. Right? And Didn't Kaya, you do that when Kaya I was out? Got the, Kaya got the Kaya got the smoothie. Oh, right, weekend. you guys. Like, we'll try for a anything. beverage. Yeah, we really. Yeah. Will. This is a no. This is yeah. a no. This is a no. It's just it's upsetting. Yeah. It's upsetting. It it's a mis- it's a missed opportunity. Sorry, do Kelly. better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Next category. This will be short. This is not worth the tea. Social media and a lot of relationship news. So go ahead, Amelia. It was revealed that Keanu Reeves may have gotten secretly engaged uh, to his age appropriate girlfriend Alexandra Grant. Love it. Yes. Yes. Uh, it's very exciting. Uh, apparently, a source told OK Magazine uh, that he popped the question in recent weeks after they returned home from Europe where he was filming back-to-back movies. And the source also claimed that Sandra Bullock helped with the whole you should propose to her. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The source said it it was a heart-to-heart with Sandra that finally inspired him to put a ring on it. And he's so happy that he did. Wow. So So cute. Yeah. I love it. Very exciting. She's so cool. I want to know more about her. I need like a big profile of her and like her art and her gray hair. That would be great. Dope. I love this. Yeah. So happy for them. Yeah. Next piece of engagement news. I wanted to talk about this a couple weeks ago and then scrapped it at the last second for a different piece of celebrity news. And now I say, no, we're going to talk about it. (laughs) It's time. (laughs) Billy Ray Cyrus, our favorite man on planet Earth. Well, (laughs) is much to think about. Yes. Engaged (laughs) to a singer songwriter named Fire Rose. And that appears to just be like her full name. And it came out because she's been wearing a gigantic diamond ring on her ring finger. Um, And everyone's like, you're engaged, but like they didn't say anything. And then now E! News is saying that they've like, you know, all all but like confirmed it. They're posting photos where she's posing with it. Um, Mm. And so we're just going to assume that they are officially engaged. They released a song together, which I didn't know. And I'm up to date on my Billy Ray stuff, but I didn't realize that they released a song called New Day in 2021. Mm, And I believe this is probably like, you know, where they met. Where it all began. Most likely fell in love. Um, You know, the problem is she's about Miley's age, which we don't love. Okay. Billy. And Hmm. we also love Tish. So this sucks. But also, can we talk about their pictures together and their face tune situation? (laughs) It seems like she introduced him to Facetune. And so one of them is editing every picture they've ever put up together. It is very smoothed out and filtered. And the vibe is just off. You know what? The vibe is really weird. Do you remember there's a photo that... Chris Jenner took of her and Gordon Ramsay and it's like she smoothed out everything and there's like this like kind of Photoshop glow to it. That's the vibe. It's yeah. the Chris Jenner with Gordon Ramsay yeah. photoshopping. Yeah. I can't really it's describe it, but there is like a darkness to these photos. Like Billy Ray <laughs> has all of his hair in front of his face and he Yeah. That's it just so, is something it's like off. 20 it's like 2013 like tumblr like alt girl with her like alt boyfriend oh but like it's billy yeah. ray and this woman <laughs> yeah. and like there's like a filter on it and it's just weird he's it giving jesus weird. in these photos yeah, yeah. um so but i think yassified yassified yeah. jesus yassified well jesus. congrats to yeah. fire rose and yeah. billy ray yeah. fascinating uh, next one Update, we talked a couple weeks ago about uh, Haley Bieber on 
Call Her Daddy. I almost forgot the name of that podcast, which I love <laughs> for me. Uh, and she mentioned Selena Gomez, was just like, it's all love. Like, you know, it's kind of, she's been talking on and on about how like she feels harassed by Selena Gomez stands and like Selena Gomez. And there's a questionable timeline of when they got together, et cetera, et cetera. Um, sure. And we talked a lot about, you know, Selena Gomez has a documentary coming up and like, you know, it was just an interesting time for them to be like a little bit at odds, like in the public sphere. However, they have extended the olive branch at the Academy Museum Gala. Uh, mm. Selena and Haley took a picture together, a couple pictures together. Just, you know, the classic like cheek to cheek, like duck face smiling mm. pictures. They both have sort of spoken out and been like, it's fine. We're good. Whatever. So kind of an anticlimactic uh ending to this sort of perceived feud. They seem right. fine. I'm sure there was like, you know, her team was talking to her team being like, let's get them together yeah, and take a picture together. Yeah. Lay it to rest before Selena's doc comes out. <laughs> yeah. um, mm-hmm. So, you know, it's fine. They both look good. I don't know what else there is to say. Exactly. I, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm sorry, but I'm not buying this. I'm not yeah. buying yeah. it. It definitely <laughs> seemed like we need to just make this happen and so we right. can stop talking about it for a little while. But yeah, it'll yeah. benefit the both of us. Like, let's yeah. just smile and get this over with and pretend we're friends. But right. we secretly, not so secretly hate each other. Yeah. Totally. They're yeah. not. Yeah. yeah. It, They're not yeah. friends. I would They're love not to see a video out. of them like walking up being like, hi, hi, take a picture. Never I think this whole thing again. was yeah. five seconds. Yeah, for sure. Exactly. For sure. Exactly. Yeah. Agreed. Um, but yeah, and I think this will come back. I think, you know, it's a temporary pause, but. You yeah, know, some some things are forever. Yeah. <sighs> it's God, true. And so. Selena stands. The Selenators are they're smart and they're scary. And I'm sure <laughs> we're going to have like an expose. They're going to have investigated the photo and the hand placement. And we'll yeah. get the truth eventually. We will. The truth will out. Always does. All right. Last All right. one. This is so random. I can't believe Lauren. You remember Lauren Bushnell from The Bachelor, like Ben Higgins mm-hmm. season? Mm-hmm. And she, okay, so she had a baby. It's her second baby. She's like married to some country singer named Chris Lane now. Her name mm-hmm. is Lauren Lane. I almost forget Lauren that I Lane. follow her every time she comes up on my thing. That's But funny. Amelia, what I really wanted to ask was like, you ever follow these people from, and they feel like from a past life. And I was just yes. looked at this, was like, good for you, I guess. That was like six years ago. I was watching you and felt so invested. I can't believe I still follow her, but. I'm, you know, I'm impressed by you. Usually I I will do the thing where I refuse to follow these people because I'm insane and will type in their names if I want to look up anything, which is oh, embarrassing for me. Yeah. I, I like go that extra step. Your boyfriend's exes is just like, you got to do a little <laughs> scouting every once in a while. See exactly. What yeah, that's me and bachelor people. Yeah. I Happy for her. She seems lovely. I, you know. I just can't invest more of my brain space <laughs> to these people. I get it. That's fair. I know. That she comes from like the previous era of Bachelor Nation yes. where it was like the, more I was watching obsessively. Right. And like the better era because now it's just it's bad. The yeah. show has gone downhill. Yeah. I mean, I could talk about this forever, so <laughs> I apologize. But it's just like, yikes. 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 Um, but happy for her. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. 
Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Let's do cringe mode. Last week was so atrocious doing Scream Queens. We decided to give ourselves a gift, as Kate says. (laughs) (laughs) And we have watched Zombieland, which came out in 2009. And it's honestly a pretty good movie. Kate, you want to do Objectively, it's objectively a good movie. It's not cringe. So don't get mad at us for, you know, calling it cringe. We know how this category works after two and a half years. Uh, One for you, one for us. So this was, again, a Halloween palate cleanser. And is right on my level of like, I can watch it but I will be scared, but I can watch it. So mm-hmm. that's why we watched it. <laughs> um, Zombieland is all about the world after the zombie apocalypse. Uh, it follows Jesse Eisenberg, who is uh, called Columbus in this movie. They're all sort of titled by various cities. He is just trying to make it to Columbus to to see his parents. And he encounters Tallahassee is Woody Harrelson, uh, who's great. And mm. they kind of team up. They briefly get conned by Wichita and Little Rock, who are Emma Stone and Abigail Breslin. And then they end up sort of teaming up together, uh, trying to just kind of make it make it through, make it out alive in this world. Not that much happens, actually, other than them fighting zombies. They like try to go to this amusement park at the end. There's a Bill Murray scene. We'll get into it. Um, But they end up just kind of like driving off alive. Maybe the only living humans left in the world. And it's It's a comedy, even though none of Mm -hmm. that that I just said was funny. Um, (laughs) It is actually like a dark sort of like black comedy action movie. Um, Let's get to the highlights. Good movie. Great movie. movie. A lot of highlights. Oh, my gosh. I mean, we've got some effective narration going on here. Jesse Eisenberg comes in and he has he's narrating what's going on. You know, zombie apocalypse. He's a loner. And he he does narration throughout. And I was not annoyed by it. And I I think he's funny. I'm sorry. I I know people don't like him. Kind of. I feel like is that a thing? People don't really like. There was him? like an like a backlash. 
like a there was brief a backlash. Okay, to yeah. like he was just like overexposed for a while. You know, it was inevitable. Yes, yeah, but, but he's I think we're funny back in, in this. As a okay, I hope so because he yeah. was he's great in this. He has like just this deadpan way of talking mm-hmm. and narrating, and it's and I enjoyed the narration. I enjoyed the script. It was good. Yes, agreed. I why did I think that Michael? What's his Michael Sarah was in this? I swear my face has replaced I mean, Jesse the same, Eisenberg's face. They're the same, really. They are the same, really. Um, the like awkward, yes, awkward guy. Yes, I'd also just watch Woody Harrelson read a telephone mm. book for a hundred oh. hours. You know what he reminded me of? And I know he's had so many other good roles, so don't come for me. But his like jaded, older, rough and tumble, no shit reminded me of his um, Hunger Games character oh when he God. gets brought yeah. in as that whatever the hell. He just I mean, does it he does, so well. Right? Yeah. yeah. So well. Yeah. It's great. I agree. You're, uh, God, I love Woody. Um, okay, sorry. <laughs> I also, again, I thought the movie was really, really, I laughed several times out loud. It was really quippy. It was really quick. Um, there's a moment that obviously won't hit as hard because you're not watching the film and I'm just trying to, <laughs> you know, repeat the line. But when you think that uh, Tallahassee, Woody Harrelson's character, and Columbus, Jesse Eisenberg's character, are leaving, and Woody Harrelson's Tallahassee doesn't know what to say, and he's just like, "That'll do, pig." I don't. That made me laugh out loud. I'm sorry. I don't know what to say other than that Woody. was. There's some good it's one-liners. Woody. Yeah, great one-liners really in this. So yeah. Um, I know I always say it whenever she's in a movie like this, but I want to go back to when Emma Stone was doing comedies yes. and like mid-budget anything yes. like this. She is so fun and sassy in this. This was like right before all of these people blew up mm. uh, and like couldn't make movies like this anymore or didn't <laughs> yeah. want to. Yeah. But I just like this kind of movie just feels like it's sort of disappeared. Like it kept. Um, yes. I was thinking of like Knives Out. It made me think of Knives Out where like, <gasps> yes, it, you don't like no one's like, oh, the next franchise superhero. Like, mm-hmm. but then it it's so like crowd pleasing and fun and good that like right. you just have a great time and it becomes kind of like not a surprise hit, but like kind of a surprise hit. But mm-hmm. kind of. Um, yeah. And like, I just miss I miss that kind of movie. Right. Uh, where it's just not, you know, you're so right. These... You want to see it in a theater with people and it's fun and yes. rewatchable and has these stars. But like before they were like too good and trying to win Oscars instead. Right. Um, and I feel like nowadays these the mid budget films are, are like the horror movies that usually mm, blow mm-hmm. up. And it's like, why can't they be comedies? Like, does, know. you know, those, franchises have ruined on. everything. So true. The Bill Murray sequence is just iconic. They are Very in L.A. Uh, they go to Bill Murray's house. They think he's dead. They're like, you know, going through looking at his stuff. And he uh, turns up. Try He's alive. He tries to, you know, pretend that he's a zombie because that's how he's made it thus far is makeup, <laughs> makeup skills to make him look like a zombie. He only meets Emma Stone and Woody Harrelson. Uh, the other two are watching a movie. They like, you know, get high, recreate Ghostbusters, which kills me every time where she's like, it's so disgusting. Where She's like watching <laughs> it on the ceiling. Um, and then in a just absolutely terrible decision in a zombie movie, they're like, let's punk the other people. Let's dress Bill Murray up as a zombie and try to scare him. And he does have a gun. And Jesse Eisenberg does get scared and shoot Bill Murray and kill him. Yeah, uh, which is just hilarious. And... <laughs> Just really a great bit and iconic. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes. just another just another really good like ongoing joke. Again, like this should be a very dark movie, but like they have mm. like these little bits that really uh, elevate it. Mm-hmm. And uh, Woody Harrelson is desperate for a Twinkie, which is the most relatable thing 
I too would like have an unbeatable craving for something. If it was like the end of the world, I'd be like, mm. I have to have, we're going to talk about this later, but like, I have to have snacks. And he is looking for a Twinkie. He's like dying. He braids a hostess truck. It's just snowballs. He's like mm. fucking snowballs. <laughs> Nobody likes snowballs. That's funny. Um, And it, how it wraps up in the storage room. They like accidentally shoot through the door of a storage room. They hear a rat. I think it's a zombie. He accidentally like shoots the last box of Twinkies. And mm. it just kills me. Jesse Eisenberg's like, words cannot express. And he's like, too soon. It's too soon. <laughs> um, and then he's so happy when he finally gets his Twinkie. I'm like, yeah, it's oh, cute. Mm-hmm. Woody, I'm so glad. I'm so happy for you. Uh, I know. Hits every time. Another good way that they wrapped this up was they ended because this zombie apocalypse doesn't end. Like there are still zombies. Right. It doesn't like cure itself right, by the end of right. the movie. No. So it would be hard to just be like, now this is it. And there's still zombies everywhere. But they wrapped up at an amusement park, which was a good final moment where yeah. lots of lights, the amusement park rides, there's like lots of like things going on, mm-hmm. um, which made it, I think like that exciting last, like final, like kind of like a final like battle scene yeah. um, between all of these people. I think the stakes had to be higher than what was happening right. for the, the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah. right. And an amusement park visually just did that. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I thought that was a fun way to yeah. wrap that up. Also when the clown totally. zombie appears and he's like, are you oh fucking kidding me? That gets me every time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Like, that was funny. Yeah. So true. 90 minutes. If Thank this movie you. can be 90 minutes, any movie can be 90 minutes. <laughs> Thank like, you. Like, so exactly. I queued so it up. True. I was like, I saw an hour and 27 minutes. I was like, there's no excuse for any other movie. This yeah. Great movie, one and done. Love it. Yep. Thanks. All right, Hi. let's do low lights. Um, watching this in 2022, I think it, I obviously got past it, but the first 20 minutes where it's talking about like how mm. it all kind of fell apart, mm-hmm. not great for <laughs> me now, but I think I like couldn't watch it in as carefree of a way as when I first probably watched it. Just like with pre-COVID? like the pandemic. Yeah. yeah. Um, I agree. Uh, this was the main low light for me, actually. I was like, it's yeah. a little too real. Yeah. Like, yes. Knowing like it seemed, it used to be like very far away. Yes. And now it's like, if this happened, like we all would die. Like we know that yeah. we can't, we know we can't <laughs> contain anything like this. We've confirmed that. Oh, and like, fuck. this would be it. It's too real now. I can't really think about that for too long. Yeah. Okay. Um, my next little light, all of these ineffective zombie apocalypse outfits. By the time we enter this movie, they are like in it, in it. Like they've all <laughs> figured out a way to kind of survive. But none of them have the appropriate clothing. And I know they could have found something, raided someone, took mm. taken it off of a zombie's body. Because yep. Jesse Eisenberg, Columbus, is wearing a button-up, like a full button-up shirt with, I think, a white undershirt underneath, which is like, what are you doing? And a zip-up hoodie. Emma Stone is in skinny jeans, tall riding boots, and a leather jacket. And I aye, aye, and aye. no hair tie, which is the bigger issue. And I always have yeah. problems. Her when hair is like that. blown out Great and curled. Point. Like, what are we doing? And her bangs are just in her face, in her eyes at all times. And she's like, anyway, I need some cargo pants. I need some utility jackets. Some like layers. Like, what yeah. if something just bite? You got to get some protection. Agree. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That's Agreed. a great point. This is all nitpicking because it's a good movie. However, it was gorier than I remembered, especially in the first mm. 20 minutes where they're like detailing all the ways you can get killed yes. by a zombie. Right. And it really the first like five minutes, he's like going through all his rules and showing what happens when you don't follow them. And it's just person dying, person turning into a zombie, zombies eating people. I was like, okay, this, I thought I could do this. And now I'm not sure. <laughs> um, yeah. Although I can do like, I can generally do gory stuff. It's the jump scares they give me. So this actually was okay from that mm-hmm. standpoint. Um, but it was gorier than I remembered. There was a lot of, like yeah. 
being mm-hmm. eaten. Like you see it. You see a lot of eating people smashed. and like mm-hmm. parts yeah. of people and blood. Mm-hmm. Um, I also get stressed out by them. Like, again, this is kind of goes back to the, the outfits. Like you're trying to survive in a zombie apocalypse. You're trying not to get noticed. Like, why are mm-hmm. we having target practice at Bill Murray's house? Like, are we not concerned that things will hear? Like, mm-hmm. It was a lot of unnecessary noise making and shooting <laughs> things. And I was like, are we not true. are we not trying to avoid detection from yeah. every other undead yeah. being on earth? Because I get the sense there are a lot around. It's um, so true. But yeah, another nitpick. It just stresses me out. I'm like, we don't need we don't need to be doing this. Yeah. yeah. I honestly I had such a, I didn't have a low light because I was like, God, right. you guys already said all my low lights. So and this movie is just I just I love this movie. It's so yep. good. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good one. All right, let's do what is age the best and the worst. I'm giving it, which is age the the worst? The Emma Stone (laughs) side bangs slash turn into just like front, really choppy, thick bangs alongside her eyeliner just took me back to 2009. Mm. Peak 2009. She had that like white V-neck, like Delia's white V-neck with like the model (laughs) texture pulled really far down over her jeans. The eyeliner, the scene where she has the bun with the bangs out and the mm-hmm. eyeliner, I was like, 2009 me, like this was what I thought was like the ideal female specimen. Like I would have yeah. loved to look like that. And yeah. now it's just like very, very 2009. Yeah. Um, but age the best. Uh, there's a meme that I just always bring up when anything has to do with the apocalypse. It's from a YouTube comment. And it says, I'm sure you've seen it. If the apocalypse happened, I would just pass away. Why do people in movies always have so much will to live? So true. It just seems like a lot of work. Oh, God, yeah. To be doing this. A lot of stress. Um, it's true. So I just think of that every time. I'm like, I would just... I would just, I'm just do an awesome Yeah. I can't. <laughs> yeah. It's too much work. Oh, it's so true. Um, so? I would say worst. You know, I, I know, I don't think they meant it in a... I, I, I You know, 2009 was a different time. I, I will definitely acknowledge that. But it was... I found it a little uncomfortable to watch when they wrecked all of the um, indigenous artifacts and displays that, you know, it was just it was just really uncomfortable to see, like, four white people, like, like why did smashing... They take, right, and unnecessary. Why did they like, that location? Didn't yeah, right? serve the plot in any no. way. Or, like, yeah. go to any, any other... Like, go to a gas city station. Store. Yeah. Yeah. So that was weird. I was just like, yeah, odd choice. Yeah. Didn't love that. Um, Age the worst. Abigail Breslin's career, considering last week we watched her in Scream Queens. So going from hit movie Zombieland, plus all her other childhood acting hits to Little Miss Sunshine. uh, Yeah. To Scream Queens and whatever the hell she's doing now. That's that age the worst. And also Age of the Worst, the sequel that they made in 2019 that I remember hearing they were making, but then. I don't know anyone who's seen it. I've never seen it. I couldn't tell you what happens in it. Neither have I. Yeah. Absolutely flopped. Hmm. But yeah, they made that like semi recently and seems to have aged badly because I think it did not Damn. do particularly yeah. well. Yeah. So. Um, okay. Let's do MVPs, Kate. I'm going to save Woody for you guys because I know that you're going to take him. So I want to give an honorable mention to Jesse Eisenberg, who I mentioned got overexposed and he took some time off acting. Uh and moved to Bloomington, Indiana, what? where I went to school in Indiana University to live with his wife, who oh. whose family runs like a domestic abuse shelter. What? And he like wow. stayed with her, like oh kind of put his career aside for a while, lived in Bloomington. You would like, he like went to my brother's like choir event, like randomly showed up at like a choir <laughs> thing. And he used to read our 
college newspaper and like email when he liked articles. Oh my gosh. He would like send in like reader mail. And I just the other day he's in uh, another movie and he was wearing like an Indiana University hat in an interview. And I was like, Jesse Eisenberg, like Indiana's own, even though not really, but he like randomly just like chose to, I just think it's great. Like his wife lived there and her home was there and her family was there. And like they had this, you know, and so he was like, I'll just very much like compromise, you know, even when you're, when you're an actor, sometimes you just move to Indiana for your wife because that's where she's based and her job is and her life is. That's so cool. That's really cool. I know. So oh I had to gosh. stand forever because of that. Cause he seems like you a have great to. guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. That's really cool. I was not expecting this. Okay. Great cool. stuff. That is awesome. Um, I guess if you're not taking Woody, I'll take Woody. I gotta I take Woody. Him. Yeah. He's great. He carries Woody's it. Yeah. Icon legend. Yeah. Amazing. All right. Let's do lightning round questions. Um, I believe. Okay. Yes. I wrote these. Okay. Which celebrity house would you post up in? Uh, a la Bill Murray. Great question. And my question, I mean, my answer is that instead of a Bill Murray type, who's just an actor, a very famous actor with a big house, but I'd go to like a, like an Elon Musk or like a tech overlord type yeah. of house um, <laughs> because you know, they have bunkers down there. And then you'd probably like get shot from the security who's like living safely in said bunker. Right. Yeah. That's but what I would worry about. But if I could in. live in the main house, the house on, you know, like above ground. I, that's already got so much security. I feel like I would hopefully try to break in there. <laughs> yeah, that's the answer. Uh, the closest celebrity answer. house to me belongs to our boss, Bill Simmons. He's like a mile north of me. So oh if I could make God. it there and he would let me in, I would go there. However, <laughs> I think in terms no of security- No way, he's letting you in. <laughs> I don't think so either. Uh, however, in terms of security, I think I think the bunker is the oh answer. God. If you can get in, that's a strong move. Yeah, Totally. I said I've always wanted to go to like Oprah's home in Montecito. I feel like it would be lovely. Um, Oprah would make it. Right? Mm-hmm. Totally. You know she probably has you. a bunker too. Yeah. yeah. Um, Oprah, I feel like, has the antidote to the zombie virus. So she's like not worried. <laughs> Growing yeah. in her garden. Growing yeah. In- <laughs> Sorry. Yes, you're right. You're right. Oh my God. Um, Or Chris Jenner's kitchen. Have you seen her kitchen? I mean, it's she has a industrial basically a bunker yeah uh, the kitchen is a bunker she has like a a separate culinary um refrigerator for champagne and like there's one just for lettuce it's amazing that's a genius Amelia because they have two kitchens you you know one where they (laughs) pretend to cook in and then the back kitchen where (laughs) everybody actually cooks in so zombies would come and be like oh no one's in the kitchen (laughs) surprise you're in the back kitchen where she puts all the people who work at her house um (laughs) Okay. Yeah, Plus, you'll have food forever. You see those pictures right? of their pantries yeah. and all it's those crazy. like labeled. Oh, like, God. Yep, Chloe's thing. pantry. Yeah. You'll Chloe's never pantry. Starve. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I know we've done this in a hundred different ways, but I like it every time. <laughs> Who on Tea Time is surviving the longest? Um, I know we always land on her. My heart does tell me Amelia. She just has a fire in her where I'm like, <laughs> she could. But then my brain is telling me Kaya because I feel mm-hmm. like she kind of like she could finagle her way, use that brain power to, I don't know what, make it somehow. She's good in a crisis. Remember the bear? Yes. Yes. I I agree. I think, I think Kaya would have a level head. I also, I do think Amelia like would like just, you know, like when it always comes down to like, oh, the true enemy or like the other living people, Amelia would Mm -hmm. like, would do what it takes. You know, Mm -hmm. I feel like I'd be like, oh, you can take my food. Amelia would would be like, no, (laughs) 
so true. She'd have a good sense of the nefarious yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. I, I don't know why you guys say that. I, I, you have too much faith in me, but I will say I would, I am not afraid of, like if people were coming at, you bet your ass I would get a gun yeah. and- I mean, See? I'm not advocating gun violence, but <laughs> no, it's you know, zombie apocalypse. apocalypse, right? Zombie. Exactly. Yeah. I, yeah. I'd take like a a swig of some brown liquor Glow? and just start <laughs> like lighting just things on fire. People. You know? Yeah. yeah I uh, totally. I also think you're in Minnesota, so right. you know, there's like a little bit of like a remote. We're in a city, like we're exactly. fucked. It's yeah. gonna <laughs> burn through LA like nothing else. But like you're in the suburbs yeah. of Minnesota, so like you may have time. This brings oh me God. to my next lightning round question, which is where in the country would you try to flee to? All these people are trying to go to Pacific Parkway in it's LA. True. Terrible idea, to be honest. But uh, where would you guys go? I think the I think you get eaten when you try to go somewhere. So I would mm. hunker down. Yeah. Lock my door. I'm in a gated apartment. I'm on the end. Like my neighbors would be an issue, but I don't think they would bother me. I think they would go out elsewhere. Venture. I'll just lock mm-hmm. my door, make no noise. I have a, a lot of Trader Joe's frozen meals. Oh, uh, and I think I could last at least a couple weeks. I mean, this in this movie, it's been two months, right? Since the yeah. zombie apocalypse and like everyone's already dead. Oh, so like, yeah, I'll I'll last that long. Oh, and God. that's my only plan so far. But like, I think yeah. when you try to go places, that's when you get eaten. Yeah, that's a Millie. great point. That's a great point. Um, You know, I probably would go up north in Minnesota. I feel like there's a lot of hiding spaces. Uh, <laughs> there's lots of trees yeah. and random lakes that you could hide in. So yeah. sure. that, yeah. You guys, why do I think that zombies can't swim? Is that like that part of their right. lore? I don't know what I swear to God we've discussed this exactly right. okay. on this okay, podcast. Okay, okay. Anyway, I think I'm going, you're right. I'm going to Marina Del Rey and sitting on a Caribbean cruise ship at the dock and then in God, case anyone you comes on, you want to be eaten on a cruise no but then I jump in the water a zombie cruise ship no I actually hate cruises but I just need a water element close by <laughs> maybe I'll live on a houseboat uh, okay oh, that's maybe cool. that's why Kaya would make it because she's near the beach true so she there could, you like, go yeah. okay take to um, see Last question <laughs> what would your apocalypse hyper fixation food be a la Twinkies this is what would get me is I have a Rite Aid down the block from me. Mm. And mm. I think I would get tired of Trader Joe's meals. <laughs> and I'd be like, I need some chips because yeah, that's sure. what I do on any random day. And I think I'd be like, I can make it to the Rite Aid. And that's when I would get eaten is, is in pursuit of like jalapeno chips. Yeah. Ooh, that sounds that. good, though. Oh, that sounds really I'm a slave good. to a snack craving. <laughs> it would it would get it would get me, I think. Yeah, this is a great so. question. Honestly, I have been loving the popcorn like the bags of popcorn that you can find at the grocery store yeah it's like kettle corn there's some that are like Mm. the cheese chicka pop yes that stuff is so good purple like salty sweet yes 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 i would yes that i would die for that literally yeah (laughs) yeah I think because nothing matters in the apocalypse, I'd finally use this time to say fuck it and just eat candy 24 7. Yeah. Any kind. Great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Which I think is also why the snack craving would be so strong because you'd be like, I have to, why yeah. am I eating healthy now? Yeah. Like I need to go fuck eat these the celery that juices. I can eat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tea Time's unanswerable questions. Last category. Go ahead, Amelia. Okay, skip ahead. If you don't want to be Halloween Kills mini spoil, it's not even that much of a spoiler because who cares? So, okay, here's my question because I was Googling 
Halloween Kills because I heard it was such a bad movie, but I just wanted <laughs> to know what happens, you know? Because sure. it's like the saga has gone on for literally 40 years. Um, why does Michael Myers live in a sewer for four years? <laughs> that was one of the twists of this film is that he decided after the events of the last movie to head down to the sewers and live there for four years. Why? Why would you do that? Is he like a human person? He is. Yeah. Oh, that's I don't I don't know why. he. Would also, that's that. just lazy writing. I'm so, not to like be rude, yeah, but it's unrealistic. That's unrealistic. No human <laughs> is living in a sewer for four a, years. For four years. Like, OK, maybe a couple months, but not for four years. And they were just like, well, what are we going to do? OK, well, let's just have him live in a sewer for four years. Yep. Like, really? Yeah. You can't think of a maybe a better plan. Like, I could think of a better plan in an hour. I'm sorry. I'm just saying I'm just putting it out there. And it's just like it's rude to the franchise. It's rude to Jamie Lee Curtis. I like, knew that let, was coming. How dare you? <laughs> exactly. I I just like a sewer for four years. What? That's it's no. ridiculous. No, it is ridiculous. So yeah. stretches my willful suspension of belief too far. <laughs> exactly. All right. My unanswerable question is, would you wear your mother's ashes as a necklace like Kris Jenner wants her kids to do? Right. She uh, and I know you have a Kardashian show, Amelia. So I'm sorry if you're going to be discussing this. Apparently no, okay. on the recent episode of the Kardashians, uh, she said that when she dies, she wants her ashes to be made into necklaces for her children. Uh, and this, I guess, was sparked by like she had hip surgery. Kim asked the doctor if she could keep parts of the bone that were removed to like make into jewelry. Yeah. And she's like telling her daughters this. And then they start talking about how like when she dies, she wants her ashes made into necklaces for her children. Are we just out on this? As we I, I knew we would be. I just needed an unanswerable question. I saw this art, uh, this headline and was like, can I make this into T-Time content? It was like, no, don't want to touch this. Um, it's a hard I'm, pass. I, right. I think Chris Jenner is going to live forever. So That's it's hard true. for me to even picture. It doesn't That's even apply. Yeah. Out of, she'll live on just like spite and content for the rest MJ of time. MJ is her mother and that and she still looks great, Amelia, wouldn't you say, on this season? She looks amazing. Yeah, she's yeah. out here talking to Kim about Bone and Pete Davidson. Yeah. It's, I, it's, wow. I think Kris yeah. Jenner is actually living forever. You're right. It's it's not relevant. It will never happen. That's why she's like getting weird about it because she knows it'll never come to pass. True, That's true. a great point. It's like all right. for show. Yeah, she's just like yeah. pretending she's yeah. going to die. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, my question, and this is for Amelia and Kai if you want to weigh in, but I'm sorry, Kate. Love okay. is Blind season three mm. trailer just came out and I cannot believe it's here again. And I'm just going to ask, I know we don't Crazy. know a lot. All the contestants have come out and there's a trailer, you know, obviously it came out. But do you think this, do you think this is a show that's going to get better as the seasons go on or worse? And do you think that the popularity of the show, obviously it's happened to Bachelor Nation. Like you start attracting different people as opposed to that first season where they're like, Mm. Who knows what this is going to be? And this is super weird of a concept. But now everyone becomes like a little bit famous from it. Mm -hmm. You know, like there's all these after shows. It's obviously Netflix. Like, do you think, I guess, Amelia, that this show will benefit from as the seasons go on or actually get worse and like the magic of it's going to disappear? That is a great, this is a great question. I think if they continue to get unhinged people, um, as part of their cast, I think it will go on. Mm -hmm. I really do think casting 
I mean, the premise is great. You know, even I would say the bachelor premise is also it's funny. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. there's just room for a lot of drama and whatnot. But it really depends on casting. And I think you need to have characters that you want to root for. And then you need to have some that are just psychotic that are fun to discuss and to make fun of. And, you know, which I mean, that's that's I'm not advocating bullying, but, um, you know, it just it really depends on who is cast in these shows. I really believe that. So you need someone like deranged enough that I know about them. Right. Exactly. Which happened with the last that one guy in the last season. Yes. Um, what was his name? Uh, I, I'm already forgetting his name, but yeah, he was crazy. He was yeah. insane. Because I guess that's right. The more popular the show gets, the bigger the candidate pool is, the more people apply and the more mm-hmm. that they can select. And hopefully like the hands of the Netflix casting people will do a good job. But I guess that's right. It just right. widens your group of people that you can pick from. So we'll it, see if they, yeah. Right. It widens the group. And then also, I think that you need good producers and editors. Like I think in the last... I, I don't know how many, a few years, The Bachelor, no offense, The Bachelor production team has gone down. They, mm. it's been a swift decline. They're just not good at producing these shows anymore. And I feel like Netflix has the money and they also have mm. the willpower to get the best. So I'm hoping that it continues that way. Yeah. All right. Well, fingers crossed. We'll obviously be watching it. So I'll let you know if I perceive any part of it. Okay. Good, good, good. Okay. That's it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you to Kaya, our producer. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Alwa. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.